Guys, please welcome our brother, our friend, Dan Seaborn, as he comes to share with us this morning. It was working. Is it working now? You guys got me? Good, good. Good morning, fellas. Well, thank you for allowing me to come too, Tom, and to share with you and to talk a little bit about something that's on my heart this morning. Um, I uh, am just going to ask you to open your heart to whatever God would want to say to you today. Uh, just come with an open spirit. Don't come thinking, well, I, I already know the answer. Don't Just stay back from that a second and open your heart to whatever the Lord would say. Because you're just saying, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I mean, that, the chorus of that just rolls off your tongue. But doing it is a little different. You might have a little corner somewhere in the back of your heart that you haven't really fully given to the Lord this morning. So I want to talk to you about that. Uh, I've been traveling a lot. I'm back to traveling and can get in a plane and, and go where I need to go to preach these days. And so I was in Tennessee and Wisconsin last week. And I just want to say that what I see um, wherever I go is pretty consistent right now. Pastors who are really weary. Uh, the guys who I was with, both pastors and those churches and their staff, they're just really tired because... Even within the church, there's this, there's this tension of people fighting over masks or fighting over vaccines or fighting over just any other thing that's going on in our society. And, and that's why I said right now, you, well, I already know the answer to that. I, I, I know. Just calm down a little bit and realize that um, I've been making this statement. I will give my life for the Lord Jesus Christ, but some of these lesser things just seem to be too important right now. In other words, have your opinions and have your thoughts, but let's not get into arguments and disagreements. Because that's what's happening in the church. I'm sure it's happening here at Red, a large church. There are going to be people with varying opinions, even in this room. But I want to call us to something deeper than that. You know, I've been speaking a lot to teenagers and millennial age people, too. And I've got to tell you, what I see in them is just, they're just very confused. They're very confused. And one of the comments that they're saying to me is, where are the adults in the room? Where are the people who are able to be mature and bring logic and bring the ability to bring a calmness and a peace? And I want to say to you today, that's what I see missing in our society. And I want to call you to that today by calling you to a new standard, something that Jesus did. It's very fitting that we would have just finished eating together because that's the setting Jesus was in. We call it, in the Bible, we call it and refer to it as the Last Supper. But if you think about it, none of y'all, if Jesus were in the room today, none of y'all would have known he's about to go and be crucified. He knew that, but the rest of you just finished some breakfast with him. But I want to put you in that setting. Jesus is there with his disciples he is eating his last meal with them. He knows what the next 24 hours is, is going to be bringing to his life, but they don't. They're just hanging out with Jesus again, figuring he's going to tell them we're going to another city. That's the setting we're in. And, and you got to think of this, too. If you guys all knew in the next 24 hours you were about to pass, something I see people do that I think I would do as well is you tend to pull in a little bit. Uh, a lot of us, if we were knowing that 24 hours from now we would not be here, I want to go see my home where I, where I grew up. I want to see it one more time. 
I want to be around just my family. If you had a bunch of neighbors come over and say, no, no, not, not, not right now. I want to be just with my family right now. So Jesus himself was pulling in to his disciples and saying, I just want to hang out with you boys for a little bit here because I know what's going down, and I just want to have a little bit of time with those who I'm closest to. Because, see, Jesus didn't have a house he lived in, so this would have been his place. He's pulling in. He's talking with his disciples. And I want you to hear his words. I'll just read them straight from the book of John. This is in John chapter 13, verses uh, 13 through 41, uh, 31 through 38. I'm sorry. John 13, 31 through 38. Here's what Jesus says. I will be with you a little longer. They did not know what that meant. Jesus said, hey, guys, I'm going to be with you a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I'm going, you can't go. That's confusing. And then he drops this really beautiful, awesome statement on them and says to them, A new command I give you. Now, you listen to that. A new command? Why would he be giving them a new command? Because of what's about to go down in the next little bit. And he says to them, love one another. I'm going to stop right there one second. What would happen? I'm, I'm not even going outside the walls of the church yet. What would happen inside the church if we just loved one another? We don't, we don't do this real great. We say we do. But we really don't love one another all that great. It's a really challenging statement that Jesus says to his disciples. And I want to ask you, what would it look right, like right now for you to love everyone in this room? What kind of sacrifice would that require for you to do? J Jesus said, love one another. In other words, I'm, I'm going to show you guys I'm about to die. And I'm going to do this for you guys and the whole world out there. Love, a new command I'm giving you. He was saying something so deep that they didn't even get it. In fact, I want to show you how much Peter missed it. He says, a new command I give you, love one another. He keeps on going. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples because you love one another. He just said it over and over and over. So remember, this is what Jesus is saying. Disciples sitting there, he just said to them, guys, I'm, I'm about to go away, but I want you to love, 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 and you'll be identified as my disciple, if you're willing to do what I'm about to do, listen to the first question out of, guess who, Peter's mouth. Peter looks at him, missed the whole thing he said about love. Here's Peter's comment. Lord, where are you going? He didn't even hear the command. He didn't even hear what Jesus was calling us to because he was like, well, you said earlier you're going away. Where are you going? And Jesus said, well, where are you going? I can't go yet, but, I, you know, you can come to see me later, etc." And then Peter says to him, oh, oh no, 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 I'll, I'll go everywhere you are. I'll, I'll die for you. And then the Lord says to him, actually, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. Here's my whole point. The rest of that conversation was a distraction from what God was wanting to talk to him about, God and Jesus. Was wanting, Jesus said, I want to talk to you boys about love, and all you want to talk about is where I'm going. 
So here's my statement to all you men in this room today. I bet every one of you, if I brought you up here and held you up the mic to you and said to you, Do, are you going to leave here and love? Are you going to love everybody? Yes. Okay, let, let's just start. Are you going to go home and really love your wife? Yes. Are you sure? Because distractions are going to come. She's going to irritate you so bad at some point today. And it's going to be easy for you to go, I, I, don't, I don't remember the command right now. Because I'm so distracted. In this passage, Peter and the disciples got totally distracted from what Jesus was trying to say to them. And as men... And I'm specifically bringing it up in our society right now. There are so many potential distractions from you today. You're going to leave here within 30 minutes distracted. Distractions live among us. They are among us. They're a part of our lives. In fact, in just a minute, I'm going to have you do something at your table. I'm going to have you talk for a second. I want you to share with the guys at the table... What is my, what's, what are some of the things that distract me? You might have one thing you don't even want to share publicly. But if you had to answer the question right now, what distracts me? What keeps me from the purpose God has me on earth? And that's the second question. What is your purpose on earth? If someone, if, if you're, one of your kids came to you today, one of your grandkids came to you today, wherever you're at in life, and said to you, what is your purpose on earth? Like, why are you here? If you had to answer that in one sentence, what would you say? And then does your life align with what you would say is your purpose? Because, see, most of us, if we were asked, oh, well, I'm, I'm here to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Did last week look like that? Because we get distracted. I do, too. I'll talk about some of those distractions in a second. In my life, what I get distracted with, man-made goals, temptations, irritants, just, just people that know how to just irritate you, things my kids do, things I do. Um, little things that happened during the day that I didn't know were going to happen. Those are all the things that distract us. And as I look at the life of Jesus Christ, stop and think about it. How often was he distracted, but he kept his focus on his purpose? Very unique what he did. And as men today... We need to identify our distractions. We need to look them in the eye. And we need to say to ourselves, I got to watch out for that one. Because that one right there, that one right there gets me. I, I, I wrote this down. Distractions lead to waywardness. And nobody here wants to be wayward. But a distraction will get you and lead you there. I was thinking the other day on one of my flights, I think it was the one to Tennessee, I, I reflected back. When I was a youth pastor, uh, and when I go back about 25 years, I was youth pastor, and I had about 20 buddies 
who we youth pastored around the country, and we'd get together and hang out, etc. Ten of those guys are gone. They're not in ministry anymore. I just started thinking about it. Half of them, plus, over half of them, are out of ministry. Nothing to do. One of them has walked totally away from God, period. Won't even talk about God. And I was reflecting on that on the plane going, what happened? And it started with a distraction. A distraction looks pretty simple, but it will lead you to waywardness. And then you get over here, and that stuff you believe, that stuff hanging right around Jesus, yeah, I believe, oh, yeah, yeah, this distraction gets you over to here, and now you're hanging around with this group, and they're kind of like, ah, ho-hum about Jesus. Yeah, me too. Waywardness leads you here, where you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm good with just being halfway Jesus. This is easier, and yeah, you guys, you guys are easier to hang out. I, don't, I, can, I can play in my distraction, and it doesn't even matter anymore. Because all you play in your, we're all doing good. Distraction leads to waywardness. A waywardness leads to lostness. You get out here far enough, you know, the, the Bible calls it lukewarmness. It leads you out here. We just start. If the further and further, if we put Jesus at the center of the table, the further and further we get away from Him, we lose that that hot, that fire, that thing inside us that keeps us going, that keeps us drawn closer to Him. We lose that more and more. And if we're not seeking it, if we're looking over here, we're looking into darkness, and we get more lost. And the further we get away, for those of us who, who know what it's like to have a relationship with the Lord, when you get over here, you just feel like barren. And I, I want to propose to you that what's going on in the church right now is leading to some of this. We're arguing, we're dismantling ourselves, we're focusing on, we're focusing on things that is not about Jesus. We're focused on things that, like right now in the world, what I see, the churches in the world, I'm saying, churches who are out there, they're, they're trying to satisfy cultural things. They're trying to make everybody happy. Well, I want you to come to my church. I want you, I want you to, uh, hey, look, I want everybody to come to church. But when they get there, I want them to hear about Jesus. I want to hear about Jesus because this is our hope. Because when you go from distraction to waywardness, which leads you over here to lostness, where you finally get is hopelessness, and actually hopelessness leads you back to Jesus. Because you start to go, wow, there, there's no hope out here. I'm walking around looking for hope. There's not, I guess I better turn to the one who can give hope. And what I'm seeing right now is so subtle in our church. Churches, it's just so subtle. It's like we thought that when there would be an enemy come against the church, it would be this raging wolf and everybody would see it. Man, it might come in sheep's clothing. And we don't even notice it. We don't notice what's happening among us. And, and today, I think it's like, like Jesus talking to his disciples. Guys, I'm giving you a new command. I want you to leave here and I want you to love. And I want you to be known for your love. Like I want you to be willing to love like I'm about to love, which means my, de my death on the cross. I want you guys to be willing to do that. And if you do that, they're going to call you one of my disciples. And that doesn't look so thrilling. Jesus said, Go, you guys watch me die, then repeat that. They're not going to be like, yeah, it sounds great. It didn't sound great. But you know that many of his disciples literally gave their life. 
And I wonder sometimes, like I, I just want to at least ask the question, if we really lived in that kind of persecution, and it did take Pastor Tom, and they did kill him, and they did take Pastor Dwayne, and they did kill him, and they did take me, and they did kill us, how many of you would go, I really don't want that? Because that's what they were in. And it's because the Pastor Toms of the world were willing to love with their life. And I'm telling you, in the world we're living in right now, that seems to be upside down, love is sometimes called hate. It's crazy. The stuff I teach sometimes, I hear them calling it hate speech. Like, dude, I'm not hating anyone. I'm trying to love you and tell you the truth. And sometimes the truth is not your favorite thing to hear, but it's what I'm going to keep preaching because it's straight from God's Word. And it is love. And it's a confused world that can't see that. But we as men have to decide, where are we going to stand? Am I going to be steady? Am I going to be a rock in this crazy society? Am I going to be someone that kids go, you can kind of count on him. He's not going to change his mind on that stuff. He seems to be pretty solid on the word of God. And that's what the world needs today. And we are the men who have to carry that kind of mantle. We are the men who carry that kind of message because otherwise we're going to go right through those distractions, waywardness, lostness, and hopelessness thoughts. And I'm asking you to look at your life today and say, man, oh man, have I slipped in this stuff? Have, the, have these distractions that are a part of this world, have they got me too? I, how much of my time this last week did I spend arguing or talking about something that isn't eternal? Spend your time talking about eternal things, guys. And you say, what I do with those other conversations? Just let people talk if they want to, but you don't have to get involved. I, I work really hard at that. People ask me all the time about my opinions about a lot of things. I go to them, I don't, I don't really need to talk about that because it's pointless. I, I, can, I can show you exactly what I mean. And I'm sure some of you want to come up and argue with me this morning. Try. It won't even work. A mask. A mask. A mask becomes the point of conversation for most people in our society. Groups over on one side. Groups over on the other. And I want to say to both of them, are y'all really willing to die for or, or without? Is that really what your life's about? I want to die for something greater than a mask, personally. And I'm just calling you out and saying to you as men, step up your game and stand for something bigger than a mask. You say, well, Jesus, okay, okay. If you want to go there in that conversation, you don't want to have it with me because I'll walk away. It's not worth it. You say, Dan, this is risky. I don't really care anymore. I want to be focused and talking about the need in our world for the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where I want my conversation to go. And I know I'm talking to men today, so I can go out there on the edge a little bit. And I'm just saying to us all, don't die for things that are not eternal. Let your life stand for something greater. Can I tell you in our office right now, the phone is ringing off the hook for teens and children to come get some help and counseling. And the reason is because there's no adults in the room. And I'm calling you out as men today to live your life for something greater than the temporal things of this world. A new command I give you, love one another. 
If you say, I don't really know what that looks like, well, then talk with somebody about it. Get yourself to a new level of growth, a new level of maturity. Don't argue about trivial things. Scripture teaches that. Do not argue about trivial things. Argue about things or talk about things that are eternal. I found myself the other day going, my goodness, if people in the church would get fired up for Jesus as much as they are for masks, what difference would we make? I'm serious. And I'm saying to us as men today, it's our turn to step up, to be leaders, to promote the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, to honor him. And I'm calling you men out to do that. Love one another. Love your family. Love your wife with a sacrificial love, a willing to die for them love. And if you do that, you'll be setting an example in this society that is missing. I'm going to have you do something at your table for a second. I know next week is more the time you talk, but specifically today, I wanted us to sit at the table and just talk for a second about what is the thing that distracts me. Just talk about it and pray for each other a second. Let's support each other. Let's love each other as the Bible teaches us right here in this passage. Let's take a moment and talk about what it is in your life that can be a distraction. I shared with you a few options, but you have your own. And I want you to talk about for a second, pray with each other. Let's challenge each other to grow deeper so that we can go out and set the example we need to set in this society that needs to see godly men. So, Lord, I thank you this morning for these guys. And uh, just a simple little challenge, very simple challenge but it's hard to live out. And I pray that none of us would become so distracted we would miss our purpose on this earth, that we would hone in on things that are way more important, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So bless us this morning as we talk a little bit among ourselves. May your spirit lead and guide the very words that come out of our mouth. Let them be humble. Let them be serving. We ask this in Jesus' name. Can you take a second, guys, and just at your table, just talk about what's my distraction? And then pray for each other that we would set a good example with this stuff. So, guys, I'll, I'm going to just share a couple of thoughts here at the close. And then if you want to pray together at your table or talk a little more, feel free to do that. But I want to kind of wrap it up and just say to you, I want you to leave here today in love. Love the people you meet. Love the people you talk to. And um, thank you for coming and being a part of this morning. Thank you for listening. I can tell from your conversations that, it, that it's making sense to you in your heart. So I celebrate with the Lord speaking into your hearts this morning. And I pray that the Lord will use it to call us all closer to him. So, Father God, I just lay these guys before you. We're going to leave here today and face distractions probably before we get to our car. And so as we go out the door, uh, let us stay focused on laying down our lives for the one true king who laid down our lives for us. Help us keep focused on the purpose that you gave us on this earth, not get distracted by the agenda of this world. And we love you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for coming this morning.